the go of renunciation. Luke chapter 9 verse 57 says, Lord, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. Our Lord's attitude to this man is one of severe discouragement because he knew what was in man. We would have said, fancy losing the opportunity of winning that man. Fancy bringing about him a north wind that froze him and turned him away discouraged. Never apologize for your Lord. The words of the Lord hurt and offend until there is nothing left to hurt and offend. Jesus Christ has no tenderness, whatever toward anything, that is ultimately going to ruin a man in the service of God. Our Lord's answers are based not on caprice, but on a knowledge of what is in man. If the Spirit of God brings to your mind a word of the Lord that hurts you, you may be sure that there is something he wants to hurt to death. Verse 58 These words knock the heart out of serving Jesus Christ because it is pleasing to me. The rigor of rejection leaves nothing but my Lord and myself and a forlorn hope. Let the hundredfold come or go. You, Lodestar, must be your relationship to me and I have nowhere to lay my head. Verse 59 This man did not want to disappoint Jesus, nor to hurt his father. We put sensitive loyalty to relatives in place of loyalty to Jesus Christ, and Jesus has to take the last place. In a conflict of loyalty, obey Jesus Christ at all costs. Verse 61 The one who says, yes, Lord, but, is the one who is fiercely ready, but never goes. This man had one or two reservations. The exacting call of Jesus Christ has no margin of goodbyes because goodbye, as it is often used, is pagan, not Christian. When once the call of God comes, Begin to go and never stop going. Our Lord's answers are based not on caprice, but on a knowledge of what is in man. Caprice is defined as a sudden, impulsive, and seemingly unmotivated motion or action or disposition to do things impulsively. As I have mentioned before, this happened with me on an extremely hard point in a close relationship. I was brought to the point of forgiveness, not because it is easy, but because the Lord asks us to forgive and not to judge. It was one of the toughest seasons of my life, but God's conviction on my heart changed my disposition. If the Spirit of God brings your mind to a word of the Lord that hurts you, you may be sure that there is something he wants to hurt to death. Like I said, conviction 
to forgive and no longer judge, cut my flesh's desire to drink the poison of bitterness and judge and hold the grudge. But Jesus said, Judge not, that you be not judged. For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, Let me take that speck out of your eye, when there is a log in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. This was extremely heavy on my heart, and what made the words of Jesus holy in my sight. As Oswald mentions, it was the words trying to make that part of me dead. It was the words making that part of me dead. I realized while reading the scripture for today's devotional that Jesus was referring to Elisha when he said, No one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. In 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 19 through 21, it says, Elijah is looking for Elijah and finds him plowing a field. When Elijah passed by him, and cast his cloak upon him. Elisha left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Let me kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow you. This is very different than what the person said in Luke chapter 9, who said, I will follow you, Lord, but let me first say farewell to those at my home. Elisha was saying, Awesome, I am definitely going with you, but... I just want to say my final goodbye to my family because I will fully commit my life to you and may never see them again. The guy is saying to Jesus, awesome, I would love to, but let me ask my parents first, then I will let you know what we decide. I think we need wise counsel in our lives, but the Lord's word ought to be below no others. Also, Jesus is saying if we are always looking back or looking away from him while we are supposed to be doing his work, we will do a poor job. We won't be straight and narrow and will be seen as sluggards, leaving sloppy and lazy work behind us. Today, I want to end it here and just leave with encouragement. Today and every day, you need to do your best to be renewed. To be renewed in the way that Jesus is renewing you. By his indwelling spirit in you, he's making you new. And only by that fact can you get through today and the next day. Because there's nothing we can do on our own. And everyone in your life, everyone you know, every relationship you have deserves the renewed version of yourself. Not who you are today, even. Who you will be upon submitting to the Lord and following him wherever he goes. Your new disposition 
you owe it to everyone that you know to be the renewed version of yourself so you can love them better. Because even if we're doing great, there's ways we're missing out. It's so simple, except it's extremely difficult, at least for me, to go deeper, to give up more, to spend more time, more time. But at the same time, at the end of those periods, at the end of that connection with God, it's always worth it. God bless you.